Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. What's up? What's up? I'll tell you what's up. Uh, how about that uh, rockin' uh, Winterfest? That was a fest there. That was a... Yeah? Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, a good time was had by all, on both sides of the taps, for sure. Cool. I, I, so I heard. I was not able to be there. I figured you were there because you were sick. I was there in spirit, Yes. I wasn't there. I was just sick as a dog. Still am. Hmm. Rocking the pneumonia. That's all right. Whoever uses this microphone after me, uh, JP. JP. And that's my mic. What are you doing? <laughs> we'll, we'll have pneumonia. <laughs> Get that out of your mouth. I think I'm starting to cough a little bit already. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, you'll live. Yeah, well, how many people do we have, JP? I didn't hear any numbers. Uh. Uh, I haven't heard any numbers either, oh. but I would make some up. I wouldn't be a liar if I said so we had million? over a thousand people. There. I know it was over a thousand. There, easily, I would even I say twelve hundred. Yeah, I could go that far. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I'd say like five hundred thousand. I think we sold all our gla- our glasses. How many glasses? I wasn't there. Uh, we went through all the ones we purchased for the fest, yeah. and then we went through all the plastic cups we brought for a backup, and then we had backup glasses delivered and went through all of those. <laughs> okay, so it was nuts. Wow. It was crazy. Uh, it was a great time. It was a great turnout. Thanks for everyone uh, who came out. It was fantastic. It was just, I can't even tell you about it. Yeah. That's how good it was. <laughs> it was so fantastic. It's a secret. Plenty of beer, uh, hardly any lines. It's great. Yeah. How was uh, Tasty's Tasting Tavern or whatever? <laughs> it was packed. We killed it. It was, yeah, it was busy all the time. It was the most, yeah. it was the most um, traveled booth. There was, there was the, the line was there. Mm-hmm. It was a line all the yeah. time. We had it was four, awesome. Four servers all running all the time, working hard. And, some chicks, uh, too, I saw that. Yeah, well, I, nice I, work. I brought in some outside the talent <laughs> from, <laughs> very, from various bars. Because the inside yeah. talent isn't very good. You, you know, four homebrewers, four homebrewers, kind of like, all right, right. Right. But I mix in these two, like, you know, hot, girl, hot enough. Yeah. Yeah, a little but, skanky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told them to dress, dress it up a little uh, bit. You know what I'm talking about? And they go, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked great. Awesome. Seems like more like a bar than if you've got like yeah. a sense of right. like uh, yeah, it works something great. going on back there. Throw in a little uh, little marketing there. Absolutely. Yeah. You gotta you gotta bring the skank. Yeah. Tasty's tasting <laughs> brought, brought the skank. Yeah. yeah. Nice work, yeah. buddy. My, my 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 name goes up there. It's gotta have my my touch. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I want some of my girlfriends there. Gotta have your touch. Gotta be touched by Tasty. Yeah. All right. Especially in the skank department. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, and speaking of skanks, how about that crew at Northern Brewer, huh? Good yeah. guys, good guys. Good guys, they are. They are fantastic. They are uh, some of our... Uh, uh, favorite skanks. Favorite skanks, yes, exactly. No, those guys, uh, they've been supporting us uh, for well, over six years now for this show, and uh, just been fantastic. Been great, great uh, uh, friends in the in the biz. And uh, if you are looking for uh, a quality homebrew supplier, check no further than northernbrewer.com. Those guys, uh, they are fantastic. Great prices, great customer service, uh, tremendous selection. We get our uh, supplies to brew the beers for Can You Brew It from Northern Brewer because they have such a wide range of selection and fresh quality products. So... uh, if you're looking for stuff, you know, you should always support your local homebrew shop. You don't forget them, but, you know, I'll guarantee you there's something you need that you're only going to be able to find a Northern Brewer, and you can find it at a great price. So That's right. check it out, northernbrewer.com. Uh, tell them we sent you. Tell them you enjoy the show. Tell them thanks for making sure this show stays on the air, because without them, 
I seriously doubt we would still be doing this show. <laughs> oh, I'd be, I'd be at the bar right now? Oh, okay. Right, yeah, yeah. Damn them. Just like last night. Hm. All right. So what are we what are we rocking tonight? What's our challenge tonight, JP? Well, we do have our guest brewer on the line. <laughs> oh, you yes? want to talk with him about it. He's my friend and yours. Oh, Mr. Really? Matt, Matt Staley. Matt, oh, I thought it was going to be uh, Matt Brennelson, but <laughs> Staley. Oh. Already it starts. You said fr- you said friend, and so that kind of confused oh, me right there. Yeah, are you going to keep tally on this one, JP? I'm Don't worry saying. about it. I got I got two for Jamil and none for you. Don't Thank worry. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, today we are going to try to clone or see if we cloned um, one of my favorite beers in the entire universe, Solidarity from Eagle Rock Brewing down in LA. Oh, these so- guys make some of the best low alcohol beers. Uh, in the world, I love it. I just I, I can't get enough of them, and uh, I want to marry all of them if I could. I, I want to move to Utah and marry them all, but I can't. <laughs> well, that would you know lower alcohol beers fit right in. Yeah, uh, I mean they yeah. make they make obviously great high alcohol Multiple beers marriage. too. But uh, um, there you go. I'm Utah. partial. Yeah, <laughs> it's like being partial to blondes. You know, right? So this is your request. Is that what you're saying? No, no, it's not my request. I, uh, yes, it is my request. This is my request. Actually, I think it was Matt's request. I think Matt went out and wanted this beer and went and found it and talked to the dudes and figured it all out, right, Matt? No, I think Push did. Wasn't he? Just go with it, Matt. Just just go with it. Oh, yes. I love it. See? Actually, it was my brother, my twin brother. Yes. All right. He he was supposed to be in the studio today, right? I know. Uh, he wound up having to come up uh, a week ago, but uh, he looks a whole lot like me and uh, is a Mug Club member at the brewery itself. And so the first time I walked in there, they all they all looked at me kind of sideways and went, Sam? And uh, <laughs> they still let me lo- use his Mug Club discount, so that's cool. That's pretty good. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, uh, let's do this. Uh, let's uh, hear the interview uh, that... Uh, Push got uh, with uh, Eagle Rock, and uh, when we come back, we'll uh, get into the recipe and and uh, whether or not this is cloned. All right, back after this. In a world where everything has been lost, what happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. (gasps) Oh, Oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an 
doctrine or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? I'm Push Eject, and I'm here at Eagle Rock Brewing Company in Los Angeles with owner and brewmaster Jeremy Raub. Hi, Jeremy. Hi there. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Eagle Rock Brewing Company has been around for a year and a half now, but you guys are one of the very first breweries in Los Angeles in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, actually, the first uh, microbrewery in the city of Los Angeles. Um, there's been a, f- a handful of microbreweries in L.A. County. Um, for instance, uh, Craftsman Brewing Company in Pasadena. They've been around for like about 16 years now, yeah. doing amazing beers. And so, yeah, there's been a, a handful of, of small breweries. Angel City also um, was down in Torrance for a while. Well, you guys have had a phenomenal first year and a half of business. It's been unbelievable. At one of the beers that you do is Solidarity. Can yeah. You, can you describe that beer for me? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, we call it a black mild, and it's sort of like an ale version of a Schwartz beer, you could say. But it's basically just a, an easy-drinking session beer, 3.8%. Uh, it's just about as, as black as a stout, but drinks a bit lighter than a stout, doesn't really have as much body, a little bit lower in alcohol than your typical average stout would be. But lots of flavor. Yeah, lots of flavor. And that was actually one of the, the first, that was the very first beer that we brewed here when we, when we got started. And it was one we had done about nine different revisions of the recipe on the homebrew scale uh, before we started up here. And, you know, friends and family responded to it really well. And um, we just thought it would be a, an interesting beer to launch Eagle Rock Brewery with because it, um, you know, it's really accessible and it also can sort of change people's perceptions about what they think beer is or should be. And it's a 3.8% quote-unquote dark beer. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let me ask you about how you brew this beer. Uh, what's your typical batch size when you make this beer? Um, our brewing system... Uh, we inherited from Alesmith Brewing Company when they were upgrading to a 30-barrel brew house. So it's uh, effectively a 15-barrel brew house. It's all old dairy tanks, and we've since upgraded the fermenters to conical 30-barrel fermenters. But um, the brew house is still 
an old, like, I guess, milk pasteurizer or something like that. And that's milk the batch size you do for Solidarity is 15 barrels at a time? Yep. Yeah. And typically, I mean, we'll knock out maybe a little bit more. Uh, we typically knock out like 430 to 450 gallons hmm. worth. You know, at the at the end into the fermenter. So, and what's the starting gravity on this beer? Uh, nine degrees Plato, so like ten thirty six. Cool. And what does it finish at to get that three point eight? Um, it, it's uh, interesting because when we first started doing the beer, uh, it was finishing lower. It was finishing at like remember the first time we did it here, it finished at like one point eight Plato. Which wow. Is, yeah, which is like you know ten oh seven ish, and but. We've kind of gotten our process a little bit more refined and controllable. And so now it typically finishes, like, in the mid to high twos, like 2.4 to 2.6, typically. Was there something in your process you had to change to get it to not finish out so far? Was there something about how you ferment this beer that uh, gives you that finishing gravity you want? Um, It was just kind of getting control of our mash and mash temperatures. Okay. You know, just kind of (laughs) learning how to... uh, gauge that on the big scale gotcha what do you mash it at now um about 153 degrees fahrenheit um and i guess i should say that we kind of learned how to control our process a little bit more because you know when we on the homebrew scale you can measure your water out precisely you can get it up to the exact strike temp and you know stir in your grains and you're good to go if you need to adjust you can do that well our mash ton is uh effectively like a big picnic cooler it's it's an old um like milk cooling tank and the the manifold is literally like one that you would see in a in a homebrew kit it's um you know like the copper uh, pipes with the slots cut into it right ours is essentially the same thing it's a stainless steel pipe that's about an inch and a half in diameter with slots cut into it and we stick that in the bottom uh there's a tapered end that goes into um like the 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 valve port and then you know that essentially is our manifold cool but because it's like a big picnic cooler it's it doesn't have jacketing to be able to heat it up we have to heat our, our strike water in the kettle and then we're kind of like stuck with the temp that we <laughs> end up at. So is it a single infusion mash? Yeah. Okay. Everything we do is a single infusion mash. Cool. Um, does it hold that 153 then? It does, actually. Okay. And how long do you hold? Do you mash it for? How long is your mash? Overall, it's about an hour, but we let it rest for 20 minutes. And then we recircuit for 20 minutes. And then, you know, with the rests in between, maybe another 20 minutes, I guess... Somewhere between 40 and 60 minutes is the overall um, mash time. And then the runoff is typically about an hour. So, you know, there's still conversion happening because since we don't um, really have control over the the temperature in the mash ton, we don't do a a mash out rest. So we just do single infusion. When we recirc, it starts to lose a little bit of temperature, but then we sparge about one... 172 to 174 degree water and that brings it back up slightly as it's running off so and how long do you boil this beer for uh one hour boil one hour boil yep what are the ibus on solidarity so the ibus are 17 and the color the color is 22.5 srm so you could say 23 gotcha that's just the calculated color 22 and a half have you ever had uh have you ever had it measured are those ibus measured or are they they calculate no you know what they're just calculated um i've got to send off and um we'll be doing this soon is sending off samples of everything we do to to lab analysis just to get gotcha. you know the real deal on them right, um, right but yeah that's calculated and you know kind of using the 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 best sort of formulas that we've been used to using all what know. do you use um we use the uh the rager yeah. um curve for for uh utilization so what grains do you use for this beer um it's it's quite a lot actually um and the whole idea with this was to do a lot of layering and just small additions um but layering so that you could get that that complexity without kind of too much overpowering one or the other. Um, so the base malt is Maris Otter, and I'll give you these numbers at our batch size. Please, yeah. Okay. 
Cool. So Maris Otter base malt, and it's usually crisp Maris Otter, mm-hmm. uh, 220 pounds. Uh, Munich 1, usually Weirman Munich 1, 99 pounds. Um, pale Wheat, which is, again, usually Weirman, uh, 33 pounds. Uh, chocolate Malt, 28 pounds. And that is probably about half the time Simpsons, half the time Brees, whatever we whatever's available um c60 uh 17 pounds and c80 17 pounds and those are typically both briefs but again sometimes simpsons uh smoked malt wireman smoked malt uh 13 and a half pounds just like to give it a, a you know a hint of smokiness not that you would know that that's a smoky beer um yeah that surprises me that one yeah it's uh it's just about three percent it's a little bit less um but yeah it's just one of those kind of layers so you wouldn't think hey this is a this is a roush beer it's it's like no it just kind of add um do you know what it's when you say smoked malt is it uh do you go for any specific it's the the beechwood smoked the wireman standard roush malt the the beechwood smoked uh and as i said 13 and a half pounds of that 12 pounds of black patent five pounds of carafa two and then four and a half pounds of roasted barley and those last three are mainly to give color um we didn't want to use too much you know black patent or roast barley to kind of cut back on that astringency one of those things that people who stereo stereotype dark beer and they're like oh that's the flavor i don't like in dark beer so you know just to give it that color and a hint of of that flavor again so and that's it for the malt bill. Um, Where do you source those last three from? Oh, sorry. Uh, the last three are usually um, Simpsons or Crisp for the Black Patent and the Roasted Barley. And then the Carafa 2 is uh, Wireman. It's the dehusked Carafa 2. I should specify yeah, that. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and then we actually add brown sugar as well um, to just kind of help lighten up the body a little bit um there's not that much crystal malt in the beer so it but just again to kind of lighten it up and a lot of the malt i mean a lot of the mild recipes um we we were playing with as homebrewers we'd see some kind of sugar addition so it was like oh cool yeah let's keep that tradition going (laughs) and how much brown sugar do you put in there um 16 pounds when that goes in the boil in the kettle yeah Mm -hmm. So we'll, once we start collecting wort, we'll pull some off and, you know, it's hot enough to melt the sugar and then we'll take like a five-gallon bucket, measure out the sugar, dump it in and just melt it until it's melted and then uh, dump that back in the kettle. Well, now I know why this beer has, is so complex when you drink it for such a low-alcohol beer. That's, that's an amazing malt bill. Yeah, and the other thing, which um, it was really interesting, uh, John Palmer came down uh, to the brewery, we have like an educational series that we we try and do at least every other month, and you know we'll cover different topics um, for home brewers and for just beer appreciators. Um, so John Palmer came down and he did a, a talk on water and and water usage in, in home brewing, and it was cool because he kind of reminded me of of uh, you know residual alkalinity and and using you know mineral salts in brewing especially dark beers for this beer only for the time being we uh we do add uh mineral salts and it's it's uh, calcium carbonate for this beer um and that that's carried over from the the first times we brewed it but in talking with john palmer he kind of reminded me of of the importance of that and so we've kind of played around with it we've scaled it up to now 40 grams um, and since we've done that, like you can really taste a lot more depth. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's um, you know getting all that darkly roasted malt together can be really great. But if you don't have the right kind of water balance, it can uh, you know kind of just squash the flavor profile down. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's nice. The way it drinks right now is really nice. It kind of opens up a little more chocolatiness. Uh, you can kind of taste a little bit of a toffee-ish notes from the, the crystal malt. So pretty cool. And do you filter your water as well? Uh, we do. Everything, all the, the brewing process water is um, just run through a uh, ch- you know, charcoal carbon filter. It's like a sediment filter first and then into the carbon filter. Now how about the hops? Hops, uh, one addition. Uh, 60 minutes, and it's uh, Willamette. The last time we brewed it, the the last batch of Willamettes we got was 4.6% alpha, and we used 4.5 pounds. And you're shooting for that um, 17 IBUs? 17 IBUs, yeah. And again, you know, just to balance it out, you really don't get much character at all from from the hops in this beer. It's, it's It's a malty beer, so. Right. Now, what about the yeast? Do you guys have a house yeast? Nope. Um, all, all the beers that we do here are just um, commercial lab strains that you can get at the homebrew level. And the reasoning with that was, hey, this is what we've been playing with on the homebrew scale before we started Eagle Rock. And we thought, why, why do we change? Why would we ever want to change if we've been working with these strains of yeast, we're comfortable with them, we know how they behave, let's just stick with them. And uh, we know they're easy to get, too. <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, for this beer, it's a Y Yeast 1098, the, the London Ale strain. And what do you ferment it at? Um, typically about 64 to 68 degrees. Is there a profile to your fermentation? You just hold it steady the entire time? We hold it steady, and then once the gravity gets down, we, we check gravities and temperatures every day just to make sure things are tracking the way we want them to, and that also that the tanks are keeping the temperatures like the the digital thermometers in the tanks say one thing and then we take a a reading of the actual beer stick a thermometer in it see what the beer says its temperature is and then we calibrate so every day we're adjusting and uh usually it's only one to two degrees is the most we need to calibrate typically but um we do that every day once it gets down to uh around three degrees play-doh um We'll turn, we'll turn the jackets off and let the temperature come up. Usually it gets up to 70. I think the highest I've seen it get up to is like 72. But just to kind of do that diacetyl reabsorption. And then we also do um, forced diacetyl test, which is a really good uh, technique and a really good kind of quality control thing to, to, to do. Um, when you've reached close to your terminal gravity before you turn down, before you crash your beer out, um, take a sample. It can be a really small sample. Um, you know, put some foil over that so all the aromas are captured. And then stick it in the microwave. Not if there's foil on it, but... <laughs> um, what we do is we just take a hot water bath and stick it in there. Sometimes it's just a pint glass. Put foil over it. Stick it in a hot water bath, like 160, 170-degree water. And then let it come up to temperature. And then once the beer, you know, let it sit there for like 15, 20 minutes. Then take the foil off and smell it. And if you can smell diacetyl, even if you couldn't when it's cold, you're going to get diacetyl down the line. So um, then we, you know, leave the jackets off for another day or two, do the forced diacetyl again. When the forced diacetyl test shows no diacetyl, then we crash the tanks. So awesome. Drop the yeast out. Cool. Okay, so the uh, I think I think we know what we need to know to brew this beer. Are there any uh, other special ingredients or any tips or tricks you have for us to brew Solidarity? Um, no, not really. Um, one kind of interesting thing to note is that uh, we used to um, the very like first couple of versions of this recipe. We had just done steeped, cold steeped black patent malt, and then poured that into the boil to add some color. Um, and then we figured once we scaled everything up, how do we do that? Because we don't have a gigantic French press to do cold <laughs> steeping in. So we kind of reformulated, and it took us a couple of, of tries to get the to adjust the malt bill to where it was matching that same flavor profile. But kind of just the interesting thing that some people might want to try um oh and the other thing is that we we add um 
world flock and, and yeast nutrient as well. And that's usually um, at 10 minutes left in the boil. And for this size batch, we do 2.7 ounces of uh, yeast X, uh, which is a yeast nutrient, and then 2.7 ounces of world flock. We use world flock G, which is basically like granulated Irish moss. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for sitting down with us and talking about solidarity. I love this beer. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, typical ferment times for this, um, I've done it on the homebrew scale in like a week. You can turn it around pretty quick. Um, Here we typically turn it around in like 10 to 12 days. So, yeah, so it should be a a quick brew. And if you need to do a tweak, just brew it again right away and (laughs) get it to where you want it to be. So Awesome. Well, what's coming up next for Eagle Rock Brewing Company? Um, actually, today, it's uh, interesting that we're talking about solidarity because today we're actually brewing double solidarity. Um, it's our anniversary beer. It's our second anniversary beer. It's going to be more than double, 3.8%. <laughs> so it's going to be closer to like 12%. Um, yeah, we're, we're shooting for uh, 26 Play-Doh in the kettle. And uh, so it should be pretty uh, pretty fun, intense beer. But awesome. we just figured... What the hell? Let's go for it. Right on. Well, thanks for your time, and thanks for the beer, man. Yeah, absolutely. Now we find out if we can brew it. Yeah, good luck, and cheers. Cheers. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious devils on horseback. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. 
When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. You know, during the show, we talk a lot about different beer styles and, you know, understanding beer styles. And uh, sometimes talk about the BJCP uh, style guide and all that. Yeah, that's what makes competitions work is the judges. Well, and what I found when I learned to become a BJCP judge and went through all that stuff. I learned a lot about, you know, beer and brewing itself. It really helped me understand, you know, being able to, to critically taste beer helped me understand how to uh, better brew beer. And uh, we got a great sponsor here, uh, the BeerJudgeEducation.com. They uh, uh, do these uh, better beer scores. They... Um, have an interesting way of learning for or studying for the the BJCP exam. Fun new way they uh, they uh, do it online. It's not just you know when you think online, a lot of times you think it's just um, uh, you know just a canned loop of video or something like this. This isn't this isn't that 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 way. It is live. It's um, uh, interactive. You can talk. You can ask questions. You can chat with the instructors. You chat with the other people, and that way, uh, I think that really helps learning. I've done a lot of training in, in the past, and uh, I think uh, that's a great way to do it. You need that interaction to help you. It helps your memory and things like that. It's so good that they guarantee your satisfaction. If you don't like the course by the end of the second session, you get a full refund. If you don't pass the BJCP exam. You can take it as many times as you need, free of charge. So, uh, actually, uh, you know, a great uh, a great way to uh, to try it out. You know, if you're out in the middle of the uh, nowhere, and I get a lot of people asking, "How do I become a BC- BJCP judge?" It's like, well, go find a you know a group of people that are holding the class and sit with them, and it's like, ah, there's nobody out here. Well, take yourself over to www.beerjudgeeducation.com or you can find them on Facebook and uh, sign up with it. Try it out. And, uh, you know, again, just try the first couple of courses and our first couple of uh, sessions. And if you don't like it by the end of the session, second session, you just get a full refund. So check it out. I think it's a pretty cool idea. All right. So uh, <clears throat> during the break, while the uh, interview was rolling there, we all get a chance to taste uh, an A and a B. You sure it was a B? Did Matt get a chance to? <laughs> Matt, you there, buddy? Yeah, I don't have the Eagle Rock beer with me, but I'm drinking mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, based on Put your one two sample. Different glasses. Yeah, let's so see. Your one sample. You feel. Do a double blind st- uh, tasting. Yeah. Pour it into two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do a triangle test and see if you yeah. can pick out the different one. All right. That's well, uh, and we also we also have the uh, the excellent and, and ever so fine brewer Mike Moraz here in the studio with us. He's uh, joining us for coming up. We've got uh, another Uinta and a uh, an Alma Gang uh, beer coming up. So uh, he's here for that. Let's start with Mike. What what do you think? I think they're both excellent. Oh, there, there we, we go. go. Is that better? Yep. Um, I think they're both excellent. They are really similar i mean there's a little bit of floral notes from a i think it may be fresher or what or, and just a tad sweeter at the end mm-hmm. um but these are you know minute differences you if you would have poured me two glasses one first and then i drank it and then the second one i would say they're 
Right. They're the same beer. It's like well, maybe the temperature's a little different on one. And right. I thought maybe A had the carbonation was just a hint more. Mm-hmm. You swirl it twice, it's the same. And yeah, it did a good job. Right. Yeah. So you call that clone? I would call it clone. How about you, JP? Uh, yeah. 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 All right. One word answer. That's good. Uh, yeah. I call it clone too. I think took my uh, answer. Yeah. I think the uh, the one that we're calling A, um, it maybe was a a, a a a touch more roasty than than sample B, but you know, then I tried it again to to make sure I wasn't just high or something, and uh, I didn't and get turned that. out so you're high. It's like one mm-hmm. of those things where sometimes you get a difference and sometimes you don't. Um, I, I call it cloned 100%. I, I wouldn't change a, a friggin' thing about this beer. Yeah. And I've had a lot of it. So uh, it, it all it all tastes, it, they taste very, very, uh, very much similar to me. How about you, Tasty? Well, yes, I agree that they are cloned. Uh, yeah, the, to me, the ingredients and the brewing in these two beers, I mean, I would imagine uh, the differences that I can see here between these two may be differences like batch to batch, even at Eagle Rock or even mm-hmm. in Matt's Brewery. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I couldn't... Uh, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't identify anything that I'd want to change about the, the, the recipe to uh, to make it closer. All right. Well, beer. and uh, then uh, down to me, I say uh, same thing. Uh, I, they're they're slightly different. Like uh, Mike was saying, you know, you might get a, a slight slight sweeter finish in one. You might get a slight floral thing there, but there's it's so close that if you were to just keep pouring me one and then the other, I wouldn't say anything. I'd be I think it's the same beer. Yeah, I, mean, I think I have I no think, reason to question it. I think the commercial beer is roasty enough, just a little bit of roast that that'll happen when you're drinking a pint of it at, at the at the tasting room. Uh-huh. You know, where sometimes you'll get a little roasty, sometimes you won't because your mouth is full of all the other flavors. And, right. um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think twice. Okay, so we call that cloned. What do, What do you think, Matt? Did you think you cloned this? Yeah, we went up to the brewery a few weeks ago, and I brought it with me. So they they poured them side by side there. Um, there, I, we were getting the same differences that you're getting. A little bit more sweetness on mine, actually. And um, uh, other than that, it seemed like the exact same. Mm-hmm. Mine actually started two points higher and then had the same percent of attenuation. So I think it covered for it, but I think that's why you get a little bit more sweetness. Oh, okay. Interesting. I always like getting more sweetness from you, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's go over the recipe real quick here. Um, and like all shows, this is a six-gallon uh, recipe. Well, time sixty minutes. Uh, a whole multitude of items here. Forty-seven point three percent, or one point eight eight kilograms of pale ale malt. Twenty-one point three percent, or eight hundred fifty grams of Munich malt. 7.1% or 280 grams of wheat malt, 6% or 240 grams of chocolate malt, 3.7% or 150 grams crystal 60, 3.7% 150 grams crystal 80, 2.9% or 120 grams of uh, uh, Rauch malt, 2. Point, uh, I'm getting old. 2.6 or 2.8, I can't really read it, um, percent. Would you like for me to decipher it for you, Grandpa? 100 grams. Here, hold it far away. There you go. How does that work? Yeah, go ahead. Can you read Small that? Small print far away. Uh, it's 2.6. Is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> can't read that far. Are you kidding me? You can't have a chance to be right. Yeah, it's two, I have it in front of me. It's, it's 2.6, yeah. Um, this is freaking lighting here in the studio. I, my eyesight's not bad. I'm not yeah. that old. Uh, 1.1% yeah. or 40 grams of Craft uh, Special 2. And stay off my grass. 1%, again, 40 grams of roasted barley, and 3.4% or 140 grams brown sugar. Uh, hops, uh, 200, or 20, 25.5 grams of uh, Willamette. And that would be at 4.6 alpha acid. Give you about 17 IBUs using the regular formula. It's at 60 minutes. And then the yeast, uh, 1098 uh, Y yeast, British ale yeast. Is that what you used, Matt? Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, fermentation-wise it was spot on. Uh, let's see here. Um, mash temp, 153 degrees Fahrenheit. And... Uh, and ramp up from there for mash out. Uh, what else? 
about a half gram of uh, calcium carbonate in six gallons. Ferment 64 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Dacid rest at 70 near the end. That's all the notes I had. Did you have anything to add to that, Matt? Anything you, you did different? Anything you found uh, to be an issue? Um, I contacted them about what brown sugar they use, and uh, based on what they told me, I used the CNH light brown sugar. Okay. Eh, makes a difference. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, there's there's quite a range of uh, brown sugars out there, so, yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't see... Uh, um, you know any difference attributable to brown sugars? So I think that's well, good. It's just one percent or so of the uh, sugars. So yeah, it's just uh, you know, it's really well, way below the uh, right. flavor thing. I think. If you probably if you didn't put it in, you probably still wouldn't. I don't <laughs> think you'd notice it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a tiny amount. All right, well, let's do this. Let's take another short break. When we come back, we'll uh, hear the rest of Matt's brew day and uh, answer any questions that come up. Back after this. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at 7,000 pounds. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... Excellent mouthful. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and lager for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Hey, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next okay, meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. So I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new SnapLock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. 
doing is easy. The Williams Way. All right, we're back. And I also wanted you to uh, to know, fellas, gals, you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Oh, yeah. Trying to get in the bedroom. Been fantasizing about spicing your lover the adventurous new toy or Casey just wants a warm-up. That's all he wants. He knows what to do once he's there, but... I got all the toys ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a secret panel that pops yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> even though you may have all the toys already... I bet I don't have... You don't have all of them. Yeah. I tell you, if you go to adamandeve.com, you'll see they've got thousands of items. I don't know what they got, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they've got an offer you won't be able to resist. You go to adamandeve.com. For a limited time, you're going to get 50% off just about any item. What you do, you go there. You're going to type the offer code for Can You Brew It, C-Y-B-I. And when you do, you're going to get to buy an item at 50% off. And just buying that one item at 50% off, you're going to get three free adult <laughs> DVDs. You're going to get a free extra gift, so essential, I can't mention on the radio. Yeah. And they're going to get... Tell you, me later. They're going to get... I'll, I'll whisper it to you. If you yeah. yeah, slowly. Well, we'll get, <laughs> on your way to the bedroom. Well, just don't be buying my earlobe like last time. And they're, and they're going to throw in free shipping on the entire order. So you buy one thing at 50% off, yeah. and then you get the three free DVDs, an extra gift, and free shipping. It's a lot of porn. Now it's not like the prices in our ridiculous half right? off. That's yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, half that's ridiculous. Off a decent price. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it becomes insanely good deal. So check it out. Go to adamandeve.com and uh, use that offer code CYBI to get all them goodies. Here's a sponsor related question: Do you prefer to use the term lovemaking? <laughs> Do I prefer? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it always makes me uncomfortable when I hear in the, in a in, the, in a movie or on a TV show. Where it's like. Well, we were just trying to make love. That makes you uncomfortable. You'd rather hear you know, banging or, the shit out of her yeah, or, or something slapping like somethings or you know, uh-huh. I don't know, doing it, humping, bumping, grinding, knocking boot, anything but making love. It just creeps me out. The fact that two people could love each other freaks you out. Yeah. Well, but you can't right. make love when there's moisture. I mean, there, you know, there's. No, I know. I know you have a it's problem. Not, it's not an easy you, bake. You oven feel like nobody, much. nobody <laughs> loves you. Yeah. And that's so where I didn't mean it all to make it about me. From, I'm just saying, like, I'm, just, uh, I'm asking you. I'm asking Jamal Zanishev, <laughs> captain of heretic ships. I'm not. Maybe, no. she, maybe JPs have never heard those words. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I'm just worry. curious if you know your your vernacular, your vocabulary <laughs> uh, when you're t- when you're dealing with things related to AdamandEve.com. That's all. That's all I'm, I was doing. I'm fine with I'm fine with the phrase love making. Oh, <laughs> you are grip. Okay, I love you. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, Matt, if you're still there, uh, <laughs> we want to ask the same question. So, so tell us or... about uh, about what you did uh, to cl- ensure you clone this beer. What what were some of the things that uh, you felt were critical to uh, making sure this beer turned out right? Well, like I said, the the knowing what brown sugar because I was looking in the store and they had you know from really dark to really light. Like you guys said, it's only three and a half or so percent, but that was bothering me, so I I called them. Mm-hmm. Then um, one other funny thing that that happened on the brew day that I wanted to ask you about was that my efficiency was over eighty percent, where usually I'm down more in that seventy five percent range. Right, right. Um, so I wound up with this much bigger beer and this question of do I water this down and then add some more hops and just have more of it or am I going to dilute all these specialty malts? Mm-hmm. I wound up um, kind of splitting the difference. So that's why I started two points higher than the recipe said. Right. But I was curious to know, you know, in your experience, what what do you do when that happens and you're trying to actually, you know, hit the same numbers or, or copy a recipe that you know? Um, I think you know you. You asked me this question when uh, when it occurred, and what did I tell you then? I just kind of blew you off and said, "Ah, eh, yeah, whatever." <laughs> yeah, is that I what happened? Say, yeah, yeah. I remember. Phoenix. I remember something along those lines. Um, yeah, I, I think you did took the right tack because if you water it down too much, I mean, sometimes with higher efficiency, you also get higher extraction of those specialty malts. Um. 
But on the other hand, you know, you could be just getting more efficient conversion of the starches on the base malts. And so, you know, it's, it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Depends on where, why your efficiency went up. Whether you know you're getting a better rinse of everything out of there, or all of a sudden you're getting better conversion. Um, so those are you know two, two different things, and you would adjust for it two different ways. But I think you know splitting the difference the way you did is probably the best approach because, all right, you know, you'll you'll be in there. Matt, do you normally make dark beers? Um, yeah, I, I do a fair amount. I've done a few milds before, so this is the darkest one of them that I've done, but yeah. Oh, I just wondered, maybe the, this type of water has something to do with the efficiency on maybe the darker beers versus the light ones? I, I know I, um, I slowed down my runoff a whole lot on this beer, and um, I think that that helped the, the efficiency quite a bit, but then... You know, whether I was getting just as much character out of everything or if it was just sugars, I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Well, there but you it go. seemed to have worked out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just puff up your chest when you said that? I imagine if I'm, you, I'm actually leaning back in my chair right now. <laughs> I imagine yeah, if you had well. suspenders. Uh, put his thumbs your under thumbs his suspenders. Would be in there yeah. Snapping them. Yeah, you yeah. killed him, Matt. You yeah. killed yeah. him. Yeah, we, yeah, we should t- say that to you. That's what you're looking for. Reaching for a Let's bowl. Let's stroke him a little bit. Reaching right? for a bowl of Werther's Original or something. <laughs> <laughs> Gather yeah. around, kids. Let me tell you about the time Daddy cloned a bear. Good job. Got Good a job. compliment from Jamil. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> and uh, we got any questions from the uh, the venerable chat room? We do, and uh, they basically seem to be based around the recipe. Um, I think maybe we have omitted. Uh, maybe in our in our um, tumbling around verbally and, and, and while you're reading the recipe in our, in our joyful banter, I may have knocked you off the track. So if you wouldn't mind, yes. just being safe and just reading it again, that'd be rad, please. All twenty items, yeah, if you could. Okay, so forty-seven point three percent, one point eight eight kilograms pale ale malt, twenty-one point three percent or eight hundred fifty kilograms of Munich malt, seven point one percent or 280 grams of wheat malt, 6%, 240 grams chocolate malt, 3.7%, 150 grams crystal 60, 3.7%, 150 grams crystal 80, 2.9% or 120 grams of uh, Bamberg Rauch malt, uh, 2.6% or 100 grams of Black Patent malt, I think that's one we admitted, uh, 1.1% or 40 grams of Carafa Special 2, 1%, 40 grams uh, roasted barley, and 3.4%, um, 140 grams of the C&H light brown sugar from your local grocery store. And what was the OG on that? Oh, good question. Thank you very <laughs> OG, much. OG uh, 1039, uh, 9.7 Plato. Right. Anticipated SRM is uh, 29.8. Anticipated IBU, 17. And that's with efficiency of 70%. Boil time, 60 minutes. And, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done one of these, yeah. so I, I just can't remember how to do it. Well, you're in like Plus, a... I'm really sick. I'm yeah, like you're in, in a, a whole other world right now. In a pneumatic delirium here. Yes. Is that... No. Pneumatic... No. I was trying because you have pneumonia, and I was it's, going off yeah, that. It's more of a hydraulic yeah. delirium. <laughs> well, I'm not really all that smart. Nasal hydraulic. Maybe they have something like that at adamandeve.com. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, and anything else you wanted to add to that, Matt, uh, besides the uh, besides the sugars and and uh, the efficiency? Um, the only thing I could think of is that in the, re- in the interview, I know that Jeremy says the beer starts at 1036, uh-huh. Um, and our recipe is 1039 uh-huh. per the numbers, you know, you know, given for alcohol and everything else on their website and elsewhere, it is 1039. I don't know if he right. misspoke or, or wanted to throw us for a curveball, but I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since, uh, did the recipe. And so I was, uh, I don't know where I got 1039, but at some point I got 1039 and, uh, I figured it was right. Yeah, but but ten thirty nine and their finishing gravity gives you the alcohol for this beer, so I know this is right. Yeah, I think I, that's what I did. Is I backed up from that mm-hmm. because otherwise, at ten thirty six, I think you end up um, probably a fuzz low. Yeah, you end up a bit low, and uh, yeah, it's probably a little bit thinner as well. And did you have to do the diacetyl rest? You, did you do that at the end there? I, I detected no diacetyl. 
Um, I think I just held, uh, I might have come up to like 168 or something mm-hmm. through fermentation, but I didn't do anything dramatic. Right. Just good quality fermentation to start. And well, and this is that. one of those beers where you can use one package of yeast, you know, and it, right. with that smack pack, I hadn't used one in a while, but it's cool because it kind of proofs itself. And mm-hmm. I threw that in straight from the package and right. it's enough yeast. So Using the nice. activator pack. Yeah. 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 I, well, and that's why I like doing, uh, one of the reasons I like doing these low gravity beers because you can, uh, uh, you know, just start it out with a vial of yeast or an activator pack of yeast and you're off. And then at the end, you have a lot of great yeast for brewing something else. So mm-hmm. I, I always love these, uh, to brew these. Plus, you can drink, drink a ton of them and, and not get in trouble. All yep. right. Great job, Matt. Appreciate uh, all the efforts on, uh, on the behalf of the listeners and, and the, us in the studio, and uh, I'll get you another beer here to uh, to clone. Cool. Thanks a lot. Then thanks to Eagle Rock. Yep. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, right. Matty. Great show. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say we knocked this one out of the park, but um, we <laughs> did it. Anyway, it's clone. That's knocking yeah. out of the park. What we do is Well, Matt right. knocked it out of the park. Oh. Well, I think it was yeah, more of us in the studio. I, I coughed up a lung. Yeah. I think that's about it. I think we did the hard work here. Stand the up heavy up. lifting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's oh, all yeah. we do. Right. You, you got to stand up double. There you go. Yeah. Close that's enough. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you get a chance, check out our, our great sponsors, uh, especially that Northern Brewer. Uh, great folks out there. Northernbrewer.com. They supply the uh, ingredients for the show, so... Uh, uh, you know you can you can make all these beers from there. Yes. And uh, check out the Brewing Network store. A lot of great stuff in there. Great shirts, hats, glasswares, hoodies, uh, sign books. A lot of goodies that uh, you can get that go to the bottom line of the Brewing Network. Till next time, Bruce Strong. And often. <laughs>